Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Okay. Sam is also the person that she's probably spent the most time with, just because for a while there, Sam was in Capris too. Oh, I, mean, I could make this a little bit more touching and meaningful, and that's, she knows Sam's been captured before. She knows how terrifying that is, and she does not want to see him in that situation again. So she reaches up and out with this sky arm, let's say, let's call it. And Darvin, when you saw it, she formed a hand, an arm, just out of the sky around her, like just there off the end of her physical arm. And it took on the appearance of the sky around it. Uh, She reaches up and I want to say this is near sunset. You see a portion of the sky, a portion of the sunset in the shape of the hand pause for a moment in the sky as if you can see the clouds and things moving behind it and just a section of it stops. And then you see fingers curl out of that sky and grab onto Sam's ankles. And Felicity is down there struggling. Parlin is down there, kind of holding onto her, helping her pull back. Tonk is trying to give some inspiration as an aspiring bard. (laughs) He really wants to try to fulfill that role. He's trying to be inspirational. He's helping out that way. And yeah, Carolina has this sky arm, this arm of Favon reaching out and holding on to Sam's ankles, keeping him in place as the other two groups continue to move. And at this point, Rystos has flown up. He's not coming over the deck of the ship at all. He's still off to the side. He's off on the starboard side. He's watching, kind of like note-taking, not writing anything down, but definitely taking note of everything that's happening. Looking on, he's like, hmm, keep up the good work, gang. I think you got this. I know you all don't feel super safe at the moment, but Rystos thinks you can do it, given what you've already done. Okay, and at this point, I need Lemons to roll some initiative. Okay, Lemons. He is in a charging mood. Hey, Captain Edmondson. Yes. How long will Lemons fight? Will he fight to the death, or is there a point at which he retreats? Mm. No, I think he'll pretty much fight to the death. Uh-huh. Unless you call him back? Right. 
Okay. It should come as no surprise that Lemons is a hearty warrior, considering what we know about companions, and considering how much trouble you had with Mistress Sangal in the past. He is at her level, just not a magic user. He is a fighter. He is a, he's a crewman. And he's going to come charging in. Who would Lemons target first? Is he going to go after Cyril? Is he going to go after Aranis? Is he going to go after Darwin? Finnegan's already moved to the other side of the ship, so that's not going to happen. But, um, hmm. <laughs> Nate, any thoughts on who Lemons would target first? Who he would Whoever appears like the biggest threat, probably. Mm-hmm. Does Lemons know that Aranis is a god? Would I Captain Edmondson have told him? Ooh. Because the captain definitely knows. That's glamour knowledge there, so he would have access to that. But would he have told Lemons? I'm not sure about that. It's possible, but not unless he had a good reason to. Okay. Shall we just roll for it then? Yes, that sounds the best. Do you want high or low for being Lemons' nose? Uh, Let's go low. That's high. That's 17. Lemons doesn't know. He's just like, that's a bard. They've got a loot. It's a bard. He sees Darwin with a leg sword, which is really cool. And he sees Cyril, which is Drake, which is just a beast. I mean, it's a dragon beast, but it's a beast. So Darwin, he's going to come after you. You get to be attacked by your own other player companion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you say he has a sword or is he an unarmed combatant? I think it's a cutlass. Let me double check. I think it's a cutlass. I'm pretty as well. sure I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that then. Wonderful. Wonderful. So he's going to come charging at you with this nice curved cutlass. I was going to make a couple attacks here with it. It's charging in, sword a swinging, wordless, focused. Lemons rolls a pair of threes. Nice. What the heck? These are just two huge swings. Whoosh, whoosh. But I think it's the other folks are in his way, and he's. Like, shoves him with his shoulders, like, make room, make way for me. I need to do this. But yeah, no, he he failed. That's that for him, which gets us to, let's see, there's, oh, that person's frozen and then melted. So they're gone. That priest of Narlok, they're, they're down, they're gone, they're not doing anything. But we do have the, the merfolk. Ha-ha. Cast that cone of cold. Hmm. They're just going to cast Ray of Frost at Aranus. Aranus, here comes a cold beam. Does a 15 hit? Nope. Well, all right, then. That's not going to do anything. Hmm. We've got this fishy fiend. And what did they want to do? Seeing Finnegan rush to the other side of the ship is going to turn their attention on Cyril. They're going to go and they're going to try to good old bite and claw attacks. Well, one of those is a three on the die. The other one is an 18 on the die. Uh, so that 18 is going to hit. Yeah, the three will. Um, well, I don't know what the total is. What's Cyril's AC? 16. Oh, yeah, no. Cyril will be fine on that three. This person's not that good. Okay. But they will get the claw attack in. That will break through the scales. And Cyril can take 18 slashing damage. And finally, Darvin. Good old Darvin. Your cloaked friend is going to continue to try to garrot you. Like you're. You're too active. And they can now hold you in place for lemons, which would be oh, just big feather in their cap. Darvin, my man. Yeah. They crit. Don't. So thanks to the distraction from lemons, they reset themselves. They pull this grot tight. 
and they just snatch it around your neck. You're going to take some damage first, and then I will need you to make... Um, oh, no, no, no. You are grappled. Um, you can make an action to escape from this on your turn. I get to roll d4s. They're so tiny. That's 13 bludgeoning damage. This just hits you around the neck with so much force, and they cinch it behind your neck, holding it with, with both hands. So you're grappled. You can use an action to try to escape that grapple on your turn. Until this ends, however, you can't breathe. They are literally trying to choke you out. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You still have a leg sword, so you're still a dangerous person. But, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, Arnis. Birds are getting away. Except for the ones carrying Sam. Darwin's getting choked. Lemons has burst onto the scene. He charged at Cyril. What do you want to do? First, I think it's imperative of me to ask Finn, how are you? I am at... I've lost 31 out of 100. Cyril, however, has lost 74 of 125. So, oh, damn it. You don't have to heal us if you want to do something else. Well, I mean, if you go down, though, like, what the heck is the point of me? Um, Just like, you, you seem like you want to do something that's not healing. I, I don't... I'm not going mean, to force you to heal me. Okay, how far away are the birds? Like, the two that are far away? How The far two away that are, are getting they? away. Um... The ones carrying Seth are moving a little bit faster because they haven't been slowed by anything. They're 100 feet away now. The ones carrying Carolina have been slowed because they got shot. One of the birds got shot, and that did slow them down. So they're only 75 feet away. Sam is 60 feet. He's being held in place by Felicity. Okay, so here's my question, and I'm going to just pose it to the group here. Should I do something that will maybe slow the birds down, or should I do something to save Darvin from what is currently happening to him? From Darwin getting choked out. Yeah. If we die, we cannot save our friends. Cool. Then I'm going to look straight at this fucker who's trying to kill my friend mm-hmm. and make him start dancing. Dance, bitch. Oh, you son of a Dance, bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> oh. Is this a resistible dance? Nope. <laughs> it most certainly is not, sir. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's the irresistible dance. Let me just make sure that they aren't immune to being charmed real fast. I doubt it. But that's not their class or creature type at all. No, they are not immune to being charmed. <laughs> uh, so you cast this irresistible dance, and they begin a comic dance in place, shuffling, tapping feet, capering for the duration. They must use all the movement to dance without leaving its space and disadvantage on deck saving throws and attack rolls. While affected, other creatures have advantage on attack rolls against it. As an action, a dancing creature makes a wisdom save to regain control of itself. On a successful save, the spell ends. So do they stop what they're doing? It, um... It doesn't say... It doesn't say that they, like, drop what they're doing, but I would assume that if he's dancing, he can't be choking a guy. Um, I'm going to give Darwin advantage on his attempt to escape because I, because the dancing takes up their movement and they have disadvantage on deck saving throws and attack rolls. Um, and other creatures have advantage against them, but that doesn't say like they're on the ground laughing. This isn't Tasha's hideous laughter. Right. Okay. We can either do it this way. Um, Darwin, you could either attempt to make an escape now as they are so distracted by this irresistible urge to dance and you get a moment here to try to force yourself out or squirm yourself out 
or when your turn comes, as long as they're still dancing, you'll have advantage on your escape attempts. Which would you like? I'm going to try to escape now. Okay. Can I, before he does that, can I, like, point of order? Point of order. Could yep. I, could I divine charge this to make him also drop what he's holding? Hmm. So this isn't just a river dance. This is full body dance. <laughs> hmm. 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 It's a question. You, you, you can say no, but I figured I'd ask. Seven charges left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's worth asking the question. <laughs> okay. I'm just getting a picture um, of him like forcing Darwin to dance with him right now. <laughs> like he's moved around and Darwin's like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> I'm going to say, yes, you can. I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to say, how many charges do you have right now? Uh, I have seven. Okay. I'm going to say, yes, you can spend an extra charge to boost this up to the point where this includes hand movements. He's doing, I don't know, the chicken dance, YMCA, whatever you... <laughs> Some hand drive level shit is what it is. But I'm also going to use this opportunity to use some of my rebellious charges that I have against you. Yeah, I figured. Mm-hmm. And I think what this is going to be is... Um, hmm. I'm torn between damage and manifestations. I don't know how this would manifest on you. So I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to spend two of my rebellious charges that I have against you, taking me from six down to four, to do a major effect. And what this is going to be is going to be some minor damage to you based on this spell here. This is a six-level spell about dancing. You cast it, and there's just going to be this kind of psychic reverberation as you're forcing his body to do even more than what he intended to do. Damn. Do 10 psychic damage. Okay, Arnis. Anything else you would like to do? No, oh, I, I think that's enough for one round. Okay. Darwin is no longer being choked. Congratulations, Darwin. You have a dancing nice. friend now. Thank you, Arnis. I do what I can when, when I can. <laughs> you have advantage on him now. <laughs> do I? Yep. Nice. When it's your turn, but we'll have Finnegan nice. and Cyril first. Mm-hmm. Finnegan, what would you like to do? While I doubt this is going to work the way I want it to, I'm going to start oh, by apologizing good. to Nate because Darwin is a mi- or not Darwin. Finnegan is a military man. He's been in this fight long enough now to recognize the chain of command, and he has one more spell in his ring. Oh no! So I'm going to throw the last fireball I can in this fight directly at Captain Edmondson. Oh no! Holy oh, no. shit! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, let me let me change this from stored yes to stored no. You have an empty ring now as you do this. Where's my ring of spell confiscation? Ah, yes. Normally, vivid green shifts to brilliant purple as it stores more spells. So this goes from a slight purple just boom right back to vivid green as you unleash this fireball centered on the captain there at the wheel. Darvin, or not Darvin, Nate, Captain Edmondson. Yeah. You're going to have to make a dexterity saving throw here, buddy. Does the captain have, what's his, uh, what's his dex stat? Is that advantage, neutral, or disadvantage? I don't know. I'm going to have to find his thing. One moment. Alrighty. Oh, there's his thing. Dex is disadvantage. Disadvantage. Oh, dear. Okay. Roll with disadvantage. He got a five. 
ooh, even with the bonus that I was willing to give him, that was not going to be enough. I was like, mm, you could have like a, like a plus three to a plus five maybe on that, uh, that dex. You know, he's still like a person. <laughs> but yeah, no, with a five on the die. Okay. Finnegan, roll that damage. 28. 28? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's an eruption of fire at the wheel as Captain Edmondson's clothes burst into flames. And there's a shocked look amongst the crew. Lemons, seeing this, gasps. <gasps> and he's going to immediately turn heel and run back to the captain. After Finnegan's uh, turn, of course. Like, that's what he's going to do. Like, you see him instantly turn, and like, he's going to go chase after the captain. We'll let that smoke settle here after your turn. All right. And then for the rest of my turn, I'm going to do something that I was thinking about, like, what are some strategies that Finnegan and Cyril would have developed over the year, over their time together? And this is one of the ones I thought up. Hmm. I'm going to go back to Cyril and Cyril's size of a full Bengal tiger, like pretty big. And I kind of mm -hmm. like throw a leg over her and I'm kind of standing tippy toe and I reach a hand down, put it on her haunch and I cast enlarge and reduce to make her even bigger. So now I'm riding her like a mount. So you're going with large size Cyril. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a big Sierra. She's already, like, practically large. Now she's, like, really large. Mm-hmm. She's actually large. Like, horse-sized Cyril. Mm. Ox-sized Cyril. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scary indeed. Indeed. Okay. Anything else, Finn? Um, that is... That's Finnegan's turn. All right. Cyril's turn, then. Yep. There is a crew member right next to you. There's that fishy fiend. There's Lemons, who is ready to turn and run. There's that assassin who's been trying to kill Darwin, who's dancing now, actually. And there's a few crew members up in the, up in the lines in the mass, but it's quite a hectic deck. Mm -hmm. And deck -deck. I think Cyril's just going to go for, remind me, but there's someone like right in front of Cyril, right? Yeah, there certainly is. There's, it's just some random crew person. Like they're, they're still talented and, you know, threatening to your average person. But is this someone that if I were to move past to go help Darwin is going to get an, an attack on Cyril? I mean, everybody would, anybody would. Yeah. yeah. So then they're going to attack this crew person. Okay. Yeah. There's the, oh, this is the one that stabbed him with the bottle. Why wouldn't they want to attack yeah, that's them? What I thought, yeah. That's a 19. Yeah. That's going to hit. Mm -hmm. 11 damage. Okay. They're still up, but very wounded. Knock the and air out of them. She'll do it again. All right. 24. Yeah, it's going to hit. 13 damage. Okay. You are getting the bonus damage from being big, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm adding oh. that. Okay. Just making sure. That's a tail, tail slap? Mm-hmm. Okay. You knock them right the fuck down. Slam into the head. Collapse. Is Cyril killing this person oh yeah there's there's no hesitation right now it's full battle okay anything else for cyril mm, that's it okay darvin lemons is in front of you he is turning to rush away and you've got a dancing assassin next to you what do you want to do attack the dancing assassin all right yeah you've got advantage on them nice okay that's a 28 that hits four 15 damage. Okay. Um, do they get to try to save again after they get hit? No. No, they don't. They're still dancing. Yep. 
Do I still have advantage? You still do, yeah. Nice. That's a 25. That hits. 13 this time. Would you like to kill them? Yes. Okay. Is this leg sword? Yes. All right. You slash across their chest, and they grasp on, collapse down, fall face first onto the deck. Blood oozes out from under their body, and they are no more. What would you like to do, Darwin? You've got a move and a bonus action. Lemons is still right there. If you want to take him on. I thought he ran to the captain. He's he's about to. He still needs to have a turn. He's running that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you see, yeah, okay. he's turning, and he's like, get out of my way, I gotta... I mean, he's not saying things, but, yeah, focus is on the captain now. I would like to spend a key point and throw a couple punches at Lemons. <sighs> okay. Back of the head. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not funny. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not funny. First punch, wait, yeah, 17. Oh, that's not gonna hit. Dope. Second punch, also a 17. I have to say, that's still not gonna hit. That's all I got. He's very aware of what's happening around him. As you miss, he's going to use one of his legendary actions just to make a weapons attack against you. Lemons, not having spells, still has other abilities, including legendary actions. So yeah, swoops around, swings this cutlass in your direction, barely even paying attention to you. That's a 14 on the die. Um, Arnis, are you going to cutting words that at all? Oh, should I? I don't know how healthy Darwin is. Yeah, I'm... I'm not too unhealthy. I'm at... Well, I'm at 93 of 115. Oh, then maybe not. Okay. He rolls minimum damage. Nice. Minimum. This is just a quick slash. He's barely paying attention. Quick slash at your shoulder for seven damage. He doesn't really care about what happens to you. And the smoke and the fire around the captain dissipates, and he's on the ground in a smoking heap. Whether or not he's alive or dead, we can't say. Not from here, anyways. Because now it is Lemon's mission to make sure that his captain lives. But first, we've got the party down below. Would Morello and Mahogany like to fire off some more arrows? Uh, sure. Most likely. This may be the last chance that they get to do anything. So go ahead and roll for him. Sam is being held in place. He's doing okay. Mahogany got a 7. I'm so sorry, Mahogany. Morello got a 16 this time. Hey, Morello. Carolina and Seth are still being flown away. Carolina is closer by about 15 feet. Do you want to target either of them specifically? Carolina. Okay. Morello manages to hit another one of those birds, slowing them down even more. The group of Osprey carrying Carolina dip down. They're only about 30 feet high now, but they're still making their way slowly. And everybody can just hear Seth like, No, no, help! It's too high! As those birds continue to carry him away. Carolina is being a little bit more reserved about it. She probably already didn't like birds being part cat and this is just really like mm, fuck these birds (laughs) (laughs) fuck these birds Uh, that's good flavor I like it Felicity is going to try to yank down on Sam with her um, arm of Favon and manages to like reel him in kind of like a fish a little bit about halfway he's also about 30 feet up now but not getting any farther away 
There's a nice little scattered line of birds trying to carry your friends away. Yeah, I think at this point, the birds, like, the ones carrying Seth are going to, I don't want to say, like, disappear over the horizon, but as the night... Yeah, I need to know that range, because remember, I've got double range on my spells if I'm mounted. Oh, that's right, and you are mounted now. Yep. <laughs> I mean, at this point, the ones carrying Seth are, like, 130 feet away, and they're about to hit the, they're about to hit a tree line. I'm good. Okay, okay. The ones carrying Carolina are about 90 feet away. They're slow and they're low, but they're making their way out. <sighs> let's let's rush through these these enemies real quick that still have things that they want to do. Um, we've got this merfolk. There's been an explosion. They're going to do something defensive to help Lemons and the captain. And this merfolk sailor is going to cast Fog Cloud. I'm going to go ahead and try and counter that. What What is the range on your ring? 30 feet? Yeah, yeah. No, you can try to t- yeah, you can try to grab this fog cloud. Yeah, she's going to try to cast it around where the captain's at to obscure anything that's going to happen over there. Uh, you can certainly give it a try. That's a 17. Yeah, you snatched yourself a fog cloud. It's a oh. first level spell. There's no spell save involved at all. It's just fog. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess they're not doing that then. They wanted to try to help. Finian had to go and be mean about it. I only have so many reactions, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Okay. Fishy fiend. <sighs> They're going to be a jerk. Plain and simple. They have to be. At this point, the captain's down. Could be worse. Parts of the ship are on fire. And as much as... like, I'm not going to be as mean as I can with this because I'm going to target Finnegan instead of Aranus. As a small peak, Finnegan could not undo this if it happened to Arnus, but Arnus can undo it if it happens to Finnegan. Oh. Finnegan. Mm-hmm. This fishy fiend is going to summon up some like deep and dark fiendish magic. And they're going to target you with this ability called Steel Memory. This damage happens automatically. Probably not a lot. It's 46 psychic damage. So... And that was all pretty low. That's eight psychic damage. Whoa. So you take this eight psychic damage, but then I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. You do not want to fail this. Well, I rolled a three, so that's a 13. The DC is 16. So that's... I mean, it was either this or try to push you off the ship, which just seemed even more mean. But I will let you be the judge of that. I don't know if falling from a great height would be worse than this. On a failed save, the target loses all proficiencies, can't cast spells, can't understand language, and intelligence and charisma scores drop to five. This is like a one-time thing that this person can do. I would have rather been thrown off the ship. Just, just putting that <laughs> okay. out. Okay. Okay. Could you read that back to me so I can bone myself? Yes. While affected by this, you lose proficiencies, can't cast spells or understand language, and intelligence and charisma scores drop to five. You can try this again after a long rest, or anything that removes a curse or greater restoration can end this instantly. But basically, she reaches out and just an almost imperceptible, like watery, fiendish claw reaches into Finnegan's head and just pulls and yanks 
And as it comes out and dissipates into the air, Finnegan's eyes go dull. And he just kind of slumps down on Cyril. Cyril will instinctively help and protect Finnegan, of course. It's not like Cyril's going to be without direction. But Finnegan is just a passenger back there right now. She sees that this is successful. She wants to turn, like, she wants to move and, like, go with lemons because the rest of you are all still very dangerous. Harness, it is your turn. She is just brained Finnegan, basically. I'm so happy it's my turn because I'm going to look at Finn and I'm going to look at her. I'm going to be like, oh, 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 did you, did you think you did something like big and bad? And I'm going to literally just reach out. I'm not going to break eye contact with her. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to touch Finn on the arm and I'm going to cast greater restoration on him. Be like, what now, bitch? Okay. I didn't know if you were, I didn't know if you still had that spell slot. I didn't know if you wanted to use it at this time, but absolutely. Um, Also, can I use a divine charge to cast that as a bonus action to make it like healing word? That's a fifth level spell there. Um, (laughs) It is. It's it's big. It's big. Can you spend one spell? It's big. Greater restoration is is big spell. Lesser restoration is like, a bit like. I, I think you're going to have to spend half the level rounded up to do that. I think you're going to have to spend three. No, it's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I I don't mind taking my turn to take that off of him. Okay. Because it means he gets a turn, right? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't yeah. I don't mind doing that. So I do that, right? I give her that. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, 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 what now? The light returns to Finnegan's eyes. Anything else, Arnis? You know what? Just to throw a little more salt on that, I'm going to give use my bonus action to give bardic inspiration to Finn. <laughs> because why the fuck not? <laughs> exactly. Why the fuck not? <laughs> just toss some salt at her while we're at it. <laughs> Let's go. Finnegan, I don't know what that experience must have been like for you, but for a brief moment, for like 10, 15 seconds, like your mind was just gone. You were only vaguely aware of what was happening around you, and now it's back. You know who was responsible, definitely. And it's your turn. What would you like to do? It is my turn, and (laughs) I was not going to attack her. But the attack I'm going to do can be split amongst multiple people, so I think she's going to get some of it. Okay. What's this attack? I'm going to use Scorching Ray. Ah, good old Scorching Ray. Yep, yep, yep. So I get three rays with it at level two, because it's the only level I can cast it at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the range is 120 feet. So remind me, how far is um, Seth in Carolina? I'm going to say Seth is right at that maximum. He's at 120. Well, uh, if it was over the maximum, that would actually be a good thing. <laughs> just just saying that. Uh, because my cavalry one does more damage if it's beyond the maximum. Uh, let's see. Additionally, while on a willing mount with Cyril, definitely is. The range of your spells is doubled, and the damage for spells cast at the additional range increases by one die size. By one die of the size used by the spell. I mean, sure, we could put them at 130 feet. It's just damage. Right? Um, They're farther away. Um, So, yeah, sure, they're at 130 feet. Carolina's at 110, drooping low. Okay. Then uh, the way I want to split this up is I want to send one to Carolina's birds, one to... No, you know what? Mm, 
I'm going to send him one to Fishy Lady and two to Seth's birds. Okay. All right. Let's roll for the Fiend first. It's a 26. Oh, yeah. That's going to hit. Five damage. Okay. Really low. All right. Now roll the two for Seth's birds. 22 and 25. Okay. Yeah. Those will both hit. <laughs> 17 damage. Seth's birds have not been hit before. Two scorching rays zoom out. Hit these birds. Ay-yi-yi. There are screeches and feathers flying through the air as they let go of Seth. Like Seth just begins a free fall. A couple of them swoop down in an attempt to catch him, and they'll stop him from just hitting the ground at a good, you know, 75 foot height. But it's just like 10 feet up. Like they're just falling. Like that's a good way to put it. Can give it like a bird assisted slow fall at this point. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. They are falling down to the ground. They're going to land like just at the start of the tree line over there. Anything else? That is all I can do on my turn. Okay. What about Cyril? Who's left standing? Darwin's still got somebody, right? Um, Lemons is up and he's rushed in to go save the captain. There's the fiendy fishy gal. And then. Oh, yeah, that that merfolk is still up. The one who cast Cone of Cold originally. Um, who's closest to us at this point? Probably your fiend friend. Then that is where Cyril's going. Okay. And she is going to go for her two strikes. Let's do it. Oh, the first one is a crit. Ow, that's going to hit. <laughs> All like super low numbers. 12 for the first one. Okay. 17 for the second attack. Yeah, that hits. Nine damage. All right. She is very hurt. She does not want to be staring down an enlarged Cyril at this moment. And is that it for Cyril? That is, yes. All right. Darvin, this is your turn. Okay. You said, I forget, but I still have someone near me, right? But Lemons ran away. So oh. you you killed the guy who was next to you. So you're... Yeah, you don't have anyone next to you right now. Not like attacking you. Right, right, right. Who's left in range-ish that I could see? We've got that, that fishy fiend. We've got the merfolk, the, the birds who are flying away. Uh, and Lemons is now at the captain, getting ready to scoop him up in his arms. Okay, I'll go attack the merfolk then. Okay, let's do it. First attack. Oh, I crit. <laughs> <laughs> so you just rush over and how does a flying leg sword kick? Yep. Awesome. Do it. It's a lot of ones for a crit. Hang on. Oh. Yeah, that's a 13. Okay, then. Second attack. Mm-hmm. It's a 19. Oh, that'll still hit. It's a 15. I got more damage off my non-crit than my crit. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is a shame. That is a shame. And I would like to throw a punch. All right, throw that punch. They are looking not hot at the moment. It's a 16. On the nose. Boom. Hit him. Eight damage. Eight damage. Okay, they're still up, but you've been beating this merfolk. Uh, pretty, pretty good. All righty. So after Darwin moves to attack this merfolk, what do we have going on? I mean, there's sounds of the crew below, like locking doors, like securing themselves away. They don't know what's happening up here, but uh, 
that's not their problem right now. Lemons is scooping up the captain and getting ready to, to head out of here. Like, get the captain to safety, whether that's below decks or whether that's actually leaving, leaving. I'll leave up to the good captain. But Lemons is scooping him up because the captain is priority number one for a companion. As much as I wanted to see Lemons actually fight you all, I have to respect the rules of the glamour and what their jobs are. Down below with the party, I mean, at this point, I think Carolina and Seth are too far away to like fire at those birds with arrows, but Felicity can still make an attempt to finish reeling Sam down, which she's going to do right now. <sighs> Just not, not quite enough. That was a seven on the die. Like, holding him steady, but this is an extreme strain on her. There's like sweat dripping down her face. Maybe a little bit of blood coming out of her nose now from the strain of this and the newness of this as it becomes like an active, like actively painful to maintain this. But, you know, she's got to try to protect. She's got to try to do something. But at this point, I think I think Mahogany and Morello start chasing after the birds that are carrying Sam and Seth uh, as they're getting lower. So that way they can they can maybe go retrieve Seth and they can keep an eye on Carolina you know, maybe do something, at least track. Those birds can't just fly forever, especially not holding an unwilling person. But they're going to keep an eye on them. Um, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, Nate, question for you. Yes. Regarding the good Captain Edmondson and Lemons. Captain Edmondson is down. He's not dead, but he's down. Glamour members themselves aren't necessarily able to do a lot of damage or sustain a lot of damage. But with the captain in his arms now, seeing his condition, is this a matter of, is this fleeing with the captain? Is this taking him below decks and locking yourself into a room with the captain, uh, like trying to get him attention so that way you can keep the ship? I think it's fleeing with the captain. Okay. Uh, Nate, I need to ask you a question in chat real fast. Uh, okay. <laughs> look to your DMs. Look into my DMs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay thank you nate i didn't want to show the captain's hand too much if this wasn't something that the captain or lemons would actually want to do but let's go ahead and turn a good situation into a scary situation oh crap so here's what's going to happen <laughs> i'm going to narrate this a little bit kind of a little bit out of initiative order just because uh what is this person this um Actually, no, I'll, I'll wait till their turn, because I have to remember that people have things like counterspell and spell confiscation. So I'm going to wait for that. Never mind. Here's what's going to happen. Lemons, Captain Edmondson, the smoking, unconscious body of Captain Edmondson in his arms is going to vanish beneath decks. You know, he's going to kick open another hatch. He's going to jump down. And moments later, from the rear of the ship, from the aft of the ship, there's going to be the sound of like gates swinging open. And then a splash in the water as this small little skiff, like speedboat, jet ski sized craft hits the water. And Lemons is just going to zoom. He's going to start zooming away on the ocean branch with the captain, leaving the ship behind. Like that is their plan. Keep the captain safe. Mm. But moments after that splash and you see that boat kick up with almost unnatural speed. No, we'll say it. Unnatural speed. We've got magic here. There can be a magic speedboat. Water kicks up. And then there's a much deeper 
thunk sound as a hatch within the hull opens and a shadowy creature swims out underneath the boat. What the fuck? As a shadowy creature swims out from underneath the boat. And this creature has a gaping maw at the head of it. This large shark-like body and then shadowy tendrils coming out of the back of it. Not like squid arms. There's no, no suckers on them, but they're definitely... They can definitely manipulate like that kind of tentacle. And it swims out in front of the boat, and some of these tentacles begin reaching up. It's not as large as the ship. It's, at this point, a little bit larger than Cyril. It's maybe 20 feet long if you count everything from head to tip of tentacle. But it is certainly big and ugly and scary. As Lemons and the captain move to zoom away on the other end of the ship, it is the fishy fiend's turn, and she is seeing all the signs of this just going to hell. So what she wants to do is just quick motion, tap herself, and turn invisible. Does not want to be a part of this anymore. I don't want to take invisibility. It's like there's something bigger coming. Oh. Well, yeah, but if she's using this as an opportunity to like attack us, then do you want invisible? We're strategizing over here. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, I can hear mumbling. I was going to polymorph us and get us the fuck out of here. No, what I'm saying is you could counterspell that so that we could at least still see her and what she's doing. Oh. Yeah, this is a spell. Like, this isn't just a natural ability. I mean, oh, right. It might be innate, but it's still casting a spell. She's just like, I'm going to become invisible. Screw you guys. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm going to counterspell that. Okay. You still have your reaction? Good. Yeah, I think so. I, I think so, too. Yeah, I haven't used one in a while, so yeah. All right. She blips out for a moment before you're just like, nah. And she, she's honestly afraid, and she begins backing up. Hmm. I'm trying to see who else is on, like, who's still here and alive. And it's like, there's the merfolk who's left. And, okay. Finn, have you used your reaction yet? Not yet. Okay. Just asking. <laughs> Oh, dear. Because seeing this creature released from the ship into the water, they're going to cast a spell in order to, one, help get themselves away. This merfolk sailor has no desire to be in this outnumbered combat. And also, like, I know what that is. And it's much better if you all are a lot closer to it than to them. So they're going to cast Gust of Wind to try to blow everybody back and as close to the railings, if not over the railings, as possible. And that's one I'm going to try and confiscate, because I don't uh, want that happening. She starts casting this, and the wind starts coming out, and you want to try to confiscate it. All right. That's a 17. Ooh, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. You have bardic inspiration. Oh, I do. Ooh, do you want to use that? What's a D10? Oh, um... Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to use it. I want to confirm okay. it. It's a 25. Uh, you're holding an 8, then. I had a 7, so it's a 24. 24, okay. Don't worry. Both still would have been sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you managed to capture Gust of Wind. It's a second level spell, and it has a DC of 17. So actually, you would have been right on the money, but... 
Right, better safe than falling off the edge of the boat. So this wind begins gusting out towards all of you, and then it vortexes into the rain. Um, do you want to finish taking care of these people on the deck, or should we just... No, I mean, if still they're going to flee, I, I, what I would be using on my turn to do would be to continue to, like, dodge this creature and attack the birds that are still trying to take my friends away. Okay. Okay. Other folks, how are you feeling? Oh, my plan was to get us the fuck out of here. So, like, yeah, I'm not fighting them anymore. Uh, my plan was to try to get us away. <laughs> yeah, there's not much I can do if we're not in melee range anyway. I mean, these two want to flee below deck. The good captain's speedboat is, I mean, it was never an option for them, but that's really a bad sign. It's like, if you don't want to finish chasing them or killing them, they will go below decks and, you know, tend to their wounds or muster up a counter strike with whoever's still below decks. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, this unknown creature in the water, definitely more dangerous, but hmm, okay. And we've got the birds flying away. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So above decks on the tides of fortune, blood has been spilled. Fires have been ignited, doused and ignited again. Char and ash hangs in the air as the remaining crew members, defending the ship and defending their captain, move to run below decks, scattering away. Behind the ship, Lemons retreats at unnatural speed, with Captain Edmondson unconscious in a small escape craft. In the distance, off the bow of the ship, the swarms of Osprey continue to carry your friends away. Felicity holds Sam in place with an ability she has not displayed or even used before, creating an enlarged hand out of the sky and holding on to him. Ahead, Carolina carried low but steadily away from the ship and away from your friends. And there by the tree line, Seth is slowly drifting towards the ground, still fighting for his freedom from the remaining ospreys that had taken him away. The wild boar that had come through to confuse and scatter your party have already disappeared into those same trees. How far they've gotten, or why they were there to begin with, remains to be seen. But here on the ship, here on the tides of fortune, just ahead of the bow, a dark and shadowy creature has emerged. A parting gift from Lemons and the good Captain Edmondson. When diplomacy and violence fail, there's always more violence. This creature, gaping maw at the front, tentacles in the rear, swims ahead of the ship as the tentacles rise up, reaching out to whoever they can find. And the creature itself follows, lifting itself out of the water, flying just ahead of the ship mouth large enough to consume a person, tentacles reaching out still, identifying the threat, identifying the food. This creature is not a member of the ship, but a last measure, willing to lash out at any that it can find. And so, from the deck of the ship, you stare into this open mouth as your party below frantically tries to keep your friends from being taken away. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. 
but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.